Welcome back to Bat Rankings. You can come for Batman. But stay for Anthony. Stay for Anthony. <laughs> Go Joe. <laughs> Knowing is some portion of the battle. <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks since we recorded That's, again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got a car. Nice. I got uh, my dog's ovaries taken out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been, it's been a Year. Yeah, you told me when I <laughs> when I pulled up, you, you uh, mentioned uh, all the stuff that was going on. I was like, man, 2019 has yeah. not been a great time for you. Hell of a hell of a year. <laughs> yeah, I was about to go out of town this past weekend, fly back to Dallas, and and see some old friends, and catch a concert, and I take my dog in to get her vaccinations updated, and they say, hey, have you noticed this vaginal discharge? No, I have not. Well, yeah, you see how she is literally dripping on the examination table? Yes, I do see that. Uh, I, I mean, women tend to do that around me, so I just, <laughs> oh, I didn't think. <laughs> yeah, she had a really bad, like, ovarian infection and uh, cysts, and yeah, so I had to cancel my trip. They had to open her up, take out her ovaries, and do a bunch of stuff. She's fine now. She's sitting here watching us. She's got a cone on her head, but yeah. she's happy. The old cone of shame. Poor thing. Poor yeah. rascal. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. But, uh, so. At least they caught it. Yeah. So. I mean, it is like, could have been worse. They could have not caught it. And then I could have gone at it because I was getting her vaccinated so that I could leave her with a boarding kennel over the weekend. Uh-huh. I would have felt like shit if they yeah. called me up on my vacation and said, hey, your dog's real sick. How do you yeah. want us to handle that? Yeah. That's. Yeah, so. so. Could have been worse. They I caught guess. it. But mm. still, dude. Yeah. Shitty year. <laughs> yeah, so. but, but it's also a year in which we're watching a lot of Batman. So it's how true. bad can it be? That's true. <laughs> uh, I agree with you on that. So yep. So we're here. We just watched our second two-parter of the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Cat and the Claw, parts right. one and two. Now, I didn't know this. I always assumed On Leather Wings was the first one, but we, you did some yeah. research, and it actually wasn't. It was the first part. Which was the Cat and the Claw. Yeah, yeah. On Leather Wings, so we've been watching in production order. On Leather Wings was the first one produced, but when it came time to air these, it seems like they just wrote episode titles on slips of paper, tossed them in a sack, jumbled them up, and just blind pulled. If anything, we should be grateful that they got the two-parters in the right order. (laughs) Right. Because they aired part one first and part two eighth. Yeah. So, yeah, we go by production order here. Yeah, weird. Weird. <laughs> yep. So we open up on this this dope climbing sequence yeah. of Catwoman. Here's our introduction to this version of Catwoman. Climbing up this high-rise skyscraper. Mm-hmm. You, you're getting all kinds of cool perspective shots down to the street. I never know what they call I I think it's called parallax scrolling. I could yeah. be totally wrong on that, but... Yeah, it's very detailed. Animation's fantastic. And this is, like you said, the opening shot. Yep. And it's one of the first times that I'm looking at Gotham City going, wow, this feels like a fleshed out city. Um, But yeah, our character is climbing up uh, and uh, it's a woman. Yep. And yeah, and you can tell. So Catwoman might have had some influences on my early development as a male human person. Uh, <laughs> I I might have done some. Look, I this particular episode I recorded on VHS tape because by the time this uh, by the time this rolled around, and I was not watching in air date order. I was you know watching on syndication reruns, catching right. episodes where I could. Yeah, you're a military kid, so yeah. By the time I caught this episode, I had become a fan and I was VHS taping every episode. Certain shots of Catwoman might have gotten rewound and rewatched a couple of... The VHS tracking might have been a little rough by the time right. I was done with it. Yeah, that's... Uh, this. Is, well, we had actually talked about this earlier. This is the version of Catwoman that I like the most. But yeah. typically she's drawn as a brunette. Um, I... This might be because Michelle Pfeiffer was cast. I, I think it very much was because cause this show had to have been in production before Batman Returns aired yeah. because, or premiered because it premiered in the summer. This show premiered in the fall. Right. But Same year, 92. Yeah, 92. But clearly they knew that they were getting Michelle Pfeiffer and they modeled this version of Catwoman yeah. 
after that actress. Well, I know for a fact they did that with uh, uh, the Penguin. Yeah, Danny DeVito's uh, look was directly influenced. So, so yeah, I'm guessing Michelle Pfeiffer was the basis for Selena Kyle. Yep. But before we before we even get to Selena Kyle, because she's got also like the movie. In most of the comic book versions, her hair comes out the back of the hood. This right. has the full, like, everything covered yeah. hood. So, but she, this is like a classic heist sequence. She's doing the thing that I always love in heist <laughs> movies where she takes the, the claws in her glove and makes the perfect circular yep. incision in the glass and lets her cat, Isis, jump through. And this is the best trained goddamn... You cannot train a cat to do this. Uh, this cat is named Isis. Yep. And this is based on an Egyptian god, goddess. The, yeah, cat goddess. Not the terrorist Yeah, uh, that group. came later. Yes, so... Maybe they named themselves after the cat. I don't know. I, yeah, I Probably always, <laughs> always like that name. I If I had a cat, I would have named it Isis because yeah, I like... But now like, you can't anymore. No, and yeah, it The NSA will get you. I actually read this thing on Facebook. This little girl was named Isis and oh, everyone man. was bullying her and the mom and dad were like, no, we named her that because of ancient Egyptian, you know, uh, history. Uh, not because of the terrorist group. We're not monsters. But yeah, yeah this yeah. is the time we live in. Uh, so, yeah, flash forward 10 years. Yeah. And let's see what happens to all these little girls <laughs> yeah. named Daenerys and Khaleesi oh, to, no. to get my other uh, nerd <laughs> fandom in there. <laughs> yeah. But. but this cat can apparently see laser beams, see security laser trip wires, and has been trained to go jump in between them, snag this necklace, and return it to Catwoman. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a great yeah. scene. It's a great scene. Good fucking luck getting a cat to do this. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they're partners in crime. She gets the jewels, and uh, she gets on top of the, the building. Yep, and that's, that's when... She has a, a wonderful rooftop chase slash fight sequence with Batman, who's yep. saying to himself... So... Our new cat burglar's a woman. Right. And you're going to get a lot of this in this episode. This episode, there's going to be a lot of, I wouldn't call it one-liners, but a lot of, uh, you know, I guess female. Em uh, yeah, empowerment. This is their girl power episode. Yeah. yeah. Very much. And it's, I wouldn't mind it if it weren't really heavy handed. It is, but, you know, keep in mind at the time, yeah. 92. I mean, this is, this is de rigueur for the time right right at the time you couldn't just have a, a female character in a central role you had to constantly call attention like huh hey yeah. feminists look at look how good we're doing See what she just did yeah, yeah. <laughs> i swear the after they produced two-face the writers got together and said was that was that okay? That, that feels like it wasn't okay. Should we make up for that? We should tweak it. Yeah, we should. We, let's do better next time. Yeah. And they went to the exact opposite right. extreme. But, uh, you know, as a kid, I, you know, it went way over my head. And, yeah. But, uh, yeah, a big old fight scene with Batman, who Batman is clearly, he's like, whoa. <laughs> 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 yeah you've got lady parts Ooh. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah which culminates you know so they're they're chasing they're fighting they're at one point catwoman dumps a bunch of garbage cans on him which mm -hmm. usually in batman as soon as you get garbage dumped on you you're done right but this time he gets out of it <laughs> and he he rescues her cat who's who's in the confusion about to get uh, uh run over by a truck and batman mm -hmm. saves the cat yep and there is a screenwriting book called Always Save the Cat. This is how you're... Yeah, in the first act, if you need to, like, build sympathy with your protagonist, have them save a cat. That's the premise of this book. Huh. Yeah, so Batman gets Catwoman's sympathy by saving her cat here in the first act. Yeah, it works. Yeah. But he... So she pulls out... And this is another thing that I do not think works with cats. She blows into a dog whistle. Oh, right, right. Yeah, right. to summon her cat who's, you know, in Batman's arms. I uh, I don't know. Yeah. But then again, I'm not a vet. I don't know if that works <laughs> or not. But for the sake of the narrative, it works. Yeah. But Batman, so this is a Chekhov's gun. Speaking of classic screen, screenwriting tricks, Batman pulls some cat hair off of his costume uh -huh. and squirrels it away for later. Right. This doesn't pay off until part two. Right. Which is an impressive bit of... 
this is still a children's cartoon, not big on subtlety. Right. Usually they spell this stuff out for the audience more than they do. But I appreciated that this was set up and then just let be. Yep. For eight more weeks if you're watching an air date order. So giving the audience a lot of credit yeah. for attention to detail here. But we cut from this to Bruce at one of these charity date auctions. Yeah. As one of Gotham's most eligible bachelors, he's got some thirsty bitches thirsty. bidding for a date with him <laughs> <laughs> to benefit wildlife. Yeah, this big uh, mountain lion preserve. Yeah. Uh, so all these women, you know, Bruce Wayne, eligible bachelor. Yep. Throwing out tons of money. You know, I bid, you know, 100. I bid... A thousand, I bid, and whatever. And then it comes, you hear, what is it, 10,000? 10,000 10, from Selena 000 Kyle. 10,000 dollars from Selena Kyle. Yep. And Bruce is kind of like, well, who's that? And then he gets a look, and he's like, oh, oh. Yeah, <laughs> And she tries to beg off. She's like, no, I was just giving money to charity. You know, right. you don't need to go on this date. But he wants to go on this date. Yeah, he does. And he, he is blushes. visibly <laughs> blushing. Yeah, it's, yeah. Which is nice. It makes Bruce Wayne more human. Um, it, it does. Although this episode, boy, and I, I didn't remember hardly anything about this episode until we watched it again. Yep. Mostly I remembered the villain who we won't see until the end of part one, close to right. Red Claw. But watching it over again now, I think this two-part episode single-handedly ruined my dating life for the better part of a decade. <laughs> oh, no. Because I, I just, and I should have realized, like, every move that Bruce does to try to get on Selena's good side just works out terribly. <laughs> he's trying to be super nice. He's, you know, he's blushing and brings flowers on their first date. And guys... This point has been made again and again, but I'm going to make it again here. Women are not slot machines that you put good acts into until <laughs> sex falls out. <laughs> yeah. Being no. nice to a woman will not make her more attracted to you. Yeah, yeah. If she is already attracted to you, then it's not that you should be mean to her, but don't expect that being nice is going to make her more attracted to you. It won't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but, uh, I don't know. I kind of liked it. I liked seeing Bruce Wayne, you know, being flustered for once. Yeah. Usually he's the guy in control. Not this time. She is. She holds the card. So. Yeah. And if I'd been thinking about it at all, I would have realized, oh, he is on the back foot this entire time and it gets him nowhere. <laughs> right. Like that is as a child, I didn't have the sophistication to read what they were telling me. I'm just like, Bruce Wayne's cool. Batman's cool. This is how he acts when he's trying to get a girl. This is how I should act when I'm trying to get a yeah, girl. And, uh, <laughs> but he does strike out. And it's kind of refreshing to see that she doesn't, you know, just fall for, oh, it's a rich, handsome man. No, she doesn't really give two shits about Bruce Wayne. Uh, she just, you know, yeah, cares I mean, about uh, the mountain lions, which is it kind of felt a little bit like the poison ivy scenario where there's eco. Yeah, uh, it's, but she's more for wildlife. Clearly, uh, cats. Yeah, cats <laughs> but, especially. Cats especially. But uh, yeah, she has a little. Selena Kyle goes home, has a little chat with her secretary about their date, and she's all but comes out and says. Boy, I would put out on the first date for Batman. <laughs> if this... only, yeah. <laughs> if only Batman were behind this door. Yeah. Open the door, and there's Bruce Wayne to pick her up. Oh, okay. Hi, Bruce. And he's got a big bouquet of flowers. I did this on my first date. I brought flowers. I guys I did in too. high school. Yeah. Don't bring flowers yeah. on any date. Flowers are for wives. Yeah. <laughs> Hedy Walker, if you're listening, that flower was supposed to get me somewhere. <laughs> yeah. But uh, clearly, no. Yeah. No. Rachel, I don't remember your last name. <laughs> uh, I had a lovely time, and I'm sorry for coming on so strong. That probably put you in a weird position. Uh, <laughs> but you live and learn. Yes, yes. All uh, the awkward first dates yep. that we all went through, <laughs> which uh, Bruce Wayne doesn't even really get to go on a date because there's a phone call yep. and from her lawyer she's trying to buy some land for a mountain lion preserve and it gets swept out from underneath her some other company is going to take the land for its own use i can never remember is it multigon multigon yeah i want to say multigrain and i also want to say inner john <laughs> and every time <laughs> smash them together i can't and 
I'm glad that you wrote it down because yep. I, I was staring at you. I don't know if he was like, is it Malti? <laughs> this is why I take notes every Good. time. Uh, yes. Yep. Smart man. <laughs> Smart man. So they go to Entergrain headquarters. Really? And again, so you can see here because... You know, she's saying, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be good company on, on our date. Bruce asks, is there anything I can do? Again, can I do nice things for you? Yep. And then maybe you will you will like me more? Which kind of works. He well, is able to get a meeting with the, the yeah. chairman of Energon. And, uh, <laughs> well, and that's the thing, too, is it, it works insofar as... Like, she's like, oh, I guess I like this guy after all. But if you look at her body language and everything she's doing and saying, she... She is friend zoning him real hard here. Doing nice things will get you friend zoned because she's like, well, I I guess as long as he does more nice things for me, I will spend more time with him. She is not visibly more attracted to him. That's not how it works. That's true. But she does start to appreciate him more. He's more than just playboy billionaire Bruce Wayne. She's kind of like, oh, well, all right, cool. Yeah. At least he's uh, he's useful for something. She even says, I'm beginning to like this guy because... Yeah, she straight up says he's handy. useful. <laughs> yeah. Now, guys, do you want to be useful or <laughs> yeah. do you want to be attractive? Right. These are two different... <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm dropping my whole philosophy of dating I on guess, yeah. our audience here, but it's it plays out right yeah. here in this episode. And they go to Energon and they have the meeting with... <laughs> Stern, Mr. Stern. Stern, yes. Uh, and he's got a little keyboard. Um, plays it's Ode to, to Joy. That's yep. right. And uh, this table appears and it's going to show off this resort that he's going to build. And of course, Selena Kyle is like, that land is useless. Why? Are you, what the hell, man? Yep. And, and uh, he says like, oh, we're going to build a resort. It's going to be great. This is all we will later find out a cover. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, shoot the gosh, I can't remember. It's, it's hard because the, it's a two-parter, and so it's a long episode. Yeah, and there is a lot of plot. Like, yeah. every scene. Like, we skipped over a whole chase sequence already. Oh, that's right. We forgot about that. Yeah, well, there was a whole, like, crooks in a in a highway chase. They've got army surplus weapons. That's right. That's right. Uh, Red Claw needed these machine guns. Yeah, and this is where Red Claw... The leader of this terrorist organization, that name is first dropped. That's right. And everybody is assuming that Red Claw must be a man because terrorist leaders are men, yeah. obviously. Uh, what? You know, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so once they leave, the stern guy, he says, she's going to be a problem. I can guarantee you, Selena Kyle's going to be a problem. And this is where we, we meet Red Claw with this like elaborate <laughs> unveiling first like this this sliding door comes up and you just see your silhouette and then the the camera shows a full body shot then a shot of her tattoo then a face shot then back to a full body shot everything about the camera work is saying pay attention to this character holy shit it's a woman. <laughs> oh my God. So, also, this is Discount Electra by way of Baroness from G.I. Joe. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> when we first started this, I said, I don't remember much about this, but I remember thinking G.I. Joe. Yeah. I, I just remember there's a lot of army stuff, a lot of yep. explosions, and it just felt like a G.I. Joe episode, which it does. Yeah. back, it does. Yeah, 100% does. <laughs> But Red Claw's a woman. Yep. Uh, Voiced by Kate Melgrew. Yes. (laughs) Doing a version of the Eastern European slash... It's more Eastern European than Russian here. Later on, she'll play a character in Orange is the New Black with a heavy Russian accent. Likes her accent work, does Kate Mulgrew. Uh, yeah, um, I think she should have just used her normal voice. Tell you the truth. Uh, Yeah. She's already got kind of a a unique dialect. Uh, Was it? She's British, right? I... Now I wish I'd done more research. Oh, well, anyway, she, has, she's, a she has a very voice. unique voice, which is has a hell of a lot of character yeah. to it. It's kind of like how I feel about, um, and this is off track, but the guy who plays Doctor Strange, uh, Benedict Cumberbund. Oh, yeah, Cumberbund. they made him do that. <laughs> there is his bad fake American accent for that I, movie. I love that movie, and I, I, I enjoy his performance, but I think he should just use his normal voice. Yeah, just Doctor Strange can be British. Yeah. It's allowed. It's okay. But uh, I guess Kate... Maybe she was given notes to play it yeah. this way. Yeah. And I mean, you know, she's supposed to be a terrorist. I, just, uh, I don't It's a very vague terrorism, though. There's no... 
They don't really go into any kind of political motivations we, behind we what she's doing. We know they're killers, yeah. but we don't know anything that they've done. Yeah. We just know they're bad. Red yep. Claw's organization has done bad things. And I gotta be honest, I'm. this is the weak point of the episode to me. They are trying so hard to build up this villain, and I'm just never interested. Uh, yeah, her plan is an odd one. She has, it's kind of a great bit of animation, though. Yeah. It's, uh, she has this map that's on a projector screen and she walks in front of it, which I, the first time I saw it as a kid, I was like, how'd they do that? Whoa. <laughs> uh, but she's got this plan to steal a plague. They keep calling it a plague. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> so a virus in a can that can, uh, a 10 mile radius that can kill anybody. Yep. Uh, the army has it for reasons. <laughs> so yep. she's going to steal it. And then use it for ransom, or she's going to release it in Gotham City. Yep. And there is... So Catwoman breaks in as she is laying out her whole plan for her henchmen's. And she... So this seems like really bad security. The first few bars of Ode to Joy bring out the, the model of this resort, which is their cover. But if you keep playing it... Right. It pops open this computer console, and then a safe... With pops the door open, <laughs> it popped open. The she safe didn't even have pops to twist the open. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> with their whole evil plan inside. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she takes out an old uh, Polaroid camera, takes some pictures, which yep. uh, she's going to use to develop, and then you know, I'm assuming blackmail Interjohn Company. Yep. And intergrain. Inter, yep. <laughs> Multi- multi-grain bar company. <laughs> and uh, so she's happy. She's on top of the world. Yeah. But then there's a whole nother elaborate chase sequence because Red Claw catches Catwoman on the security camera. Yeah. Die hard. Yeah. It goes full <laughs> die hard. The, the mooks. So there's this one particular mook who I was calling Frenchie in my notes. Yep. Who chases her through the vents and he's got, because he's got this like stereotypically French character design with this mustache and everything. Yeah. And he's crawling through the vents and Catwoman leaves caltrips behind her. Yep. Shaped like a cat. Very nicely themed. And he like crawls over some. Ow, ow, ow. He's pulling them out of his forearm and then yeah. he looks ahead of him. And it's just nothing but caltrips as far as the eye can see. Yeah. And she makes it to the end of uh, the, the, what is it? A duct? Yeah. And uh, she climbs up it. Uh, felt like Die Hard. Yep, very great. Die Hard. Die Hard's an amazing movie. I was all good with that. Uh, she makes it to the top. She puts a conveniently placed wooden plank to jam the door. But to no avail, they just use machine gun to shoot the door open. Yeah, and I noticed too, they did not even try to open the door <laughs> and then machine gun it. They just went straight to machine gun. Could have been totally unlocked for all they no, knew. No, they were... Guns a blazing. Yep. Knock that door open, and uh, but she's gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, she they chase her to the edge of the roof. She gets you know she falls off, and Batman swoops in and saves her, which right. is slightly convenient considering we have seen her do amazing rooftop acrobatics before, swinging around on her whip. There is no particular reason why she needs to be saved at this moment, except they need another excuse for Catwoman and Batman to interact and kiss and flirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, they they go through a bunch of kissy flirty and she drops drops the additional intel that this mountain lion preserve, the reason why Red Claw wants it through their front company is there is an abandoned military complex underneath it. That's what they're actually after. Right. Which was, you know, felt like a, a convenient G.I. Joe little Cobra headquarters, you know, yeah. kind of g- gimmick. But uh, yeah, the, honestly, after this, I think she goes back to her apartment. Yeah, and she's talking to Maven, which is her secretary, who we haven't even mentioned. She's kind of forgettable. Well, no, no, she she's, she's Marcy from Peanuts. Yep, there you go. <laughs> but it turns out one of Red Claw's henchmen has been spying on him the whole time. Yep, and so that's how our first part ends. Yeah, kind of, uh, kind of an anticlimactic, like. I mean, I guess it's it's following up after Two Face and the ending to Two Face Part One, so nothing's gonna live up to that. No, no. But I kept I kept expecting Part One to end. I expected it to end with the Red Claw reveal, like that seemed like a perfect to right. be continued. But we're only like 
half, two thirds of the way through the episode at that point. This episode is just packed. Yeah, which is why it's kind of hard to give a blow by blow because there's so much that. Yeah, there is so much plot because they're weaving together this fairly intricate terrorist plot with the whole Batman Catwoman interactions plus Selena Kyle and Bruce Wayne dating. It's. It is definitely like there's a reason why they had to split this into two parts, and I don't begrudge them that. Yeah. Because it doesn't feel like they're wasting any screen time. Yeah. But as part two opens, Batman is shaking down some mobsters for intel on on Red Claw, and he gets out of them that there's supposed to be a train heist. That's where he gets that clue. We get a lot. We get some more uh, interactions between Batman and Gordon, which Gordon. <laughs> so this in this episode, he this is something. the Gordon I remember. <laughs> He's, you know, he's helping Batman plan every step of the way. By the end of the episode, he actually gets to do something useful. Like, yeah. good for you, Gordon. It took us a while, but we got there. Yeah. We got there. Also, he got to see Batman grapple away this time. Batman yep. didn't, like, wait for him to turn away and then disappear like he usually does. Yep. So, I call this episode Gordon's Big Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon's Day Out. Great PG from 20th Century Fox. Yeah, uh, but uh, there's a train heist which I enjoyed. This is oh, yeah. probably one of the most memorable parts about uh, the second part for me, anyway. Yep. Uh, train heist. They use a bazooka so that uh, half of the train goes away. They take the plague and they rocket away. It's like a rocket railroad. Yeah. It's very kind of I don't know 1950s style looking. Yeah, and then Buck Rogers. Yeah, you know, Red Claw gets the plague. And there's a Mexican standoff with Batman where he's about to bring her down, but she's just holding this vial up like, yo, you want to do this? Yeah. And he has to let her go. He doesn't, you know, can't say for sure that she wouldn't sacrifice herself just to screw him over. She is a known terrorist. Yeah. So she pieces out by helicopter and she, yeah, phones into Gordon and the the ransom demand for a billion dollars in gold bullion or she is going to wipe out Gotham City with this plague. And then uh, we've got a date. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, Bruce and Selena get to have their little date. Which, as a kid, I was like, oh, they get to go on a date. But now as I'm watching it in my 30s, I'm like, she gave a 24-hour notice that she yeah. was going to release this plague. Bigger fish to fry, yo. It, yeah. Let's let's focus on that. The date can wait until you find Red Claw and his organization. But they go on a date. Yeah, they. Selena well, and Bruce take two. They well, they try to go on a date, and then as they're driving down the highway, yep. Selena's being tailed by the Red Claw mooks, and they just start ramming Bruce's car. Right. And this is another. So this is this two-parter. As far as big, cool action set pieces. I mean, geez, so far we've had the the opening heist sequence. We've had the diehard sequence. We've had a couple of big chase scenes. And this one is, again, amazing. It's on a bridge and, uh, you know, the cars are being smashed to and fro. Weaving in and out of traffic. Bruce is an expert at, you know, he knows how to drive the Batmobile. So, (laughs) yeah, yeah, he's able to maneuver around. Of course, Selena is impressed by it. Like, how'd you learn how to drive like that? Uh, the hired mooks are... Uh, by the way, here's your dating tip. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to be attractive to women, don't just do nice things for them. <laughs> be good at something. Make something of yourself. <laughs> Improve yourself. And yeah. and that's what impresses people, <laughs> women included. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, the hired mooks, they fall off the bridge. I assume they died, but yeah. you don't you actually know. see them come out. Yeah. Couple of implied deaths this episode, so there's that. Yeah, and he makes a little joke because he's driving away. It's like, oh, I used to do the racetrack in yeah. Italy or whatever. Yeah, Maybe I... I should enter that. <laughs> uh, but he does tell he takes Selena back to her place, and he does say like, "Hey, you're in trouble. Clearly, do you do you want me to help you?" And she's like, "No, I'm not a damsel in distress." Yep, I respect that. That's yeah, all right. What once again? Being, you know, trying to be extra solicitous and nice to her gets him nowhere. She doesn't, she's not about that. She doesn't need that. She's a, you know, strong, independent woman. If she wants to be yeah. in and a relationship, this, she yep. will be in a relationship. And and this is why in this episode, when it comes to, when it comes to the whole 
explicitly signaled feminism thing. I like the way they handle Catwoman a lot more than the way they handle Red Claw. Yeah, I agree. Red Claw is constantly, like, when she has the standoff with Batman, She this was the thing I remembered most about the episode. Even as a kid, I remember rolling my eyes. She says, You finally met your match, Batman. Not surprising, it's a woman. Catwoman never feels the need to justify her existence as a woman. She just is actually a strong, independent woman yeah. without having to constantly say it to everybody. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I liked Catwoman. I, yeah. I think this whole episode, this is a great introductory piece for her. Uh, yeah. There are other episodes down the road that you're going to be like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I don't want to say, because the one I'm not looking forward to at all is an Island of Dr. Moreau episode. We will get there, and I want to blow my brains out just thinking about it. I I remember a couple of pretty dumb Catwoman episodes. Yeah, but this is a strong one. Yeah. This two-parter are strong pieces for her. Yeah, you can definitely see why coming directly off of Batman Returns and everybody hype on Catwoman, this is what the introduction they wanted people to have to Batman the Animated Series. But... So we we cut from cut from Bruce and Selena's date back to the Batcave. We get our first Alfred of the episode. That's right, Alfred. Hey, yeah. I remember you. <laughs> so. And this scene basically exists so that Alfred can find from part one the same cat hair, not on Batman's outfit, but on Bruce's suit jacket this time. And remember? that's when Bruce pieces together. Oh, same cat. Catwoman is Selena Kyle. Yeah. Oh, great writing. It's not the most intelligent thing in the world, but it is set up. There was the first part where yep. you've shown the hair. We are coming into the second part. There's the payoff and it doesn't feel shoehorned in. Yeah. Great writing. Yep. And it feels like it's, it's called just enough attention to it's explained just enough that if you are watching these episodes back to back, like we were, it doesn't feel like it is you know, you you can discover it as the characters do, and it doesn't feel forced. Yep. It's really good. Yep. Uh, so he knows that Selena's Catwoman. Yep. Goes back to uh, Catwoman's, uh, well, Selena Kyle's apartment. But this yeah, is so where Maven gets to be a part of the action a little bit. So does she, does she live with Selena? Because this is Selena's apartment, right? I assume she was house-sitting. Because the cat, well, maybe. But... Yeah, some, some multi-grain mooks show up. Right, and she's drinking orange juice. Yeah. Uh, she's able to see in the, uh, which I thought was a good staging element, she sets down her juice on this uh, glass uh, uh, table, yeah. and in the reflection she can see Hired Goon coming towards her, takes her orange juice, throws it in his eyes, you know, orange juice being his only weakness. Yeah, He's clearly. like, ah! She makes it for the door, but can't figure out how to work a chain door. Yeah. Uh, he's gonna, you know, essentially kill her, but then Batman shows up. Her glasses are knocked off, so she misses the fight because no one can see without glasses. That's <laughs> impossible. <laughs> Once she puts them on, though, there's Batman. He says to her, like, hey, I'm not gonna kill you. These people are gonna kill you. Do you have a safe place? You need to go there. Also, where is Selena? Yeah. And she tells him, which is, you know, G.I. Joe, uh, Cobra headquarters, sorry, yep. <laughs> Cobra headquarters. So he's walking away and she goes, just so you know, she loves you. And he does this, his eyes change shape a little bit. Yeah. Pauses for just a second, but his back's to her and yep. she is reacting as though, as though he is just not even listening to this yep. great shot. Yeah. The, the visual storytelling in this shot does a lot with a little, it's amazing. So... From here to the end, it's pretty much one more big action set piece. Catwoman is sneaking into the multi-grain <laughs> mountain line. I love line. that this is staying, by yep. the way. <laughs> multi-grain Cobra Energon headquarters. Yep. The mountain lion site. <laughs> uh, she ties up a mook and leaves him again. Another implied death. Yeah, this uh, mountain lion walks right up to him and he makes this, that kind of face. Yep, and she leaves pieces out. And for all we know, this dude's getting eaten by a mountain lion eaten right alive. Yeah. What a horrific death. That's, that's cold. For a children's cold, cartoon. <laughs> but it's off screen, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, so she sneaks in. Yep, she and Batman get captured at one point. They tied get tied up, up together. This this is the only point where where Selena where Catwoman really calls attention to the whole feminism thing because 
Batman for once. Any number of other episodes, we have seen him pull a little knife out of his glove and escape restraints. But right. for some reason, this time he can't get out. And she says, this needs a woman's touch. Yep. But, I mean, she does use those claws at the very beginning to open up the, uh, the oh, window. Oh, yeah. It's, so, it's, it's not that it's unbel- like It is perfectly established that she can do that. It just makes no sense that Batman should be helpless yeah. in this moment to give her a chance to do something. Yeah. That's, that's kind of sloppy writing. Yeah. But, I mean, she's a part of the team now. For, at least for this sequence. Yeah. So they cut themselves free. Yep. Uh, they, I'm sorry. She put some uh, red claw, put some acid on the plague. Yeah, it's going to kill them, but she's... Yeah, it's a big James Bond death trap yeah. where she puts some acid on the vial so it'll eat through and release the plague to kill... Just to kill Batman and Catwoman. This is in a sealed military facility. And she explains, like, yeah, I was never going to kill 10 million people. I just want the money. It doesn't matter if I use the plague on you. As long as they think I have it, I'm yeah. good. Uh, but so they, t- they're, they're running out. Uh, he tells Catwoman, you got to get out of here. I have to destroy the plague, which you would just mention. It's going to be sealed and it's only going to yeah. kill them. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess if you want to stretch credulity as far as possible, they have to get out, meaning they have to unseal the facility to get out. Right. He might've just not been confident that he would be able to reseal it safely. I mean, when in doubt, nuke the, nuke the site from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. <laughs> so he takes a gas uh, tanker truck, truck. Yeah. Uh, sprays the whole area down, uh, grabs a grenade, drives off. And this is a, yet another great action. I was thinking... So many explosions. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was thinking of Die Hard 2 uh, <laughs> when he blows up the jet. Uh, he throws the grenade, explosion. And then, as we always say, take a shot. You would kill the bottle. Yes, sequence, kill the bottle. Nonstop explosions. Uh, and the virus is wiped out in flames. Uh, it's yep. just... Gordon shows up with a bunch of helicopters. He is, this is Gordon's big time to shine. He gets to say like, stop where you are. You're all under arrest. Yay. Gordon's yep. Gordon's a part of the team. Yes. For once he gets to do something <laughs> other than say, wait for my signal. And then Batman takes care of it. It's everything. okay. Kids take out your Gordon action figures. Yay. Now's the time. <laughs> so but <laughs> it's not quite all wrapped up yet. Cause we have to have one final fight sequence between Catwoman and red claw. Yep. Because a man can't take down a woman in a nineties cartoon. Chick fight. Chick fight. <laughs> so they have a chick fight. Presumably this mountain lion is also a female mountain lion because she finally gets, takes down Red Claw. Right, right. Uh, and, uh, and finally shoot. Batman seems to be letting Catwoman go, but in reality is just waiting for her to get home, collars her at home, reveals like, hey, I know who you are, and tries, feels like he's making one more play for like, uh, is the, is something going to happen yeah, here? Yeah, no. Yeah. He he puts handcuffs on her. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. Which it do- no, not not like that, kids. <laughs> uh, puts handcuffs on her. He's got to take her to jail cuz she is a thief. Yep. He did break the law. So, and that's how our episode ends. Now, I do remember Red Claw comes back in another episode. It's towards the end of this shelf life though. It's hmm. an Alfred episode. Oh, and there's a missile in London. That's in in volume four after the redesign, oh, right? I think it's just before. Or volume just before. Four. Okay, yeah, because that is that is one of the. There are only a couple episodes that I had never seen yeah. until I bought the DVDs as an adult, and that's I, one of them. So as you were describing, it's like I she comes back, but I don't remember how they dispose of her. Anyway, anyway, we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. <laughs> in the meantime, Kenny, does this episode hold up? Ooh, see, now this is a two-parter, so... Yeah. I'm going to say yes. I'm, I'm going to come... This is one of those episodes where it was better than I remembered it. I, All I could remember was the big army military aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I had forgot about the flirting. Yep. I had forgotten about all the, you know, the cat burglary, the James Bond kind of, you know, sneaky laboratory stuff. There was a lot here, man. Yeah, I I think the because that's that's the thing. The things you remember as a kid are the big action set pieces, and that was all I remembered was Red Claw being basically a GI Joe villain with no particular motivation, right. 
crowing about how I'm a woman. <laughs> yeah. My vagina has defeated you. <laughs> so that's what I was expecting. And that is still here and it's still not the greatest, but there is so much other good stuff that you just don't think about as a kid. Yeah. All the Batman, Catwoman, Bruce Wayne, Selena Kyle stuff still works great. The the writing is smart. It's pulpy, but it's smart. Yeah. And and, and uh, I wouldn't say the music is the best, but we do get our theme song for Catwoman. Yep. And whenever I see her on screen, I can hear that in my head. When, so not the best in terms of music, but uh, still pretty solid. Yeah. Very solid episode. Very solid pair of episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And thank God it's a two part. Could you imagine yeah. that? Oh, trying to cram all of this into 22 minutes. It, it would probably be like POV, man. Yeah. It would just be incoherent. Yeah. And wait, what? Who's buying what mountain lion? Yeah, now? exactly. Intergrain. What? Just you and me explaining it. I'm sure <laughs> the audience listening to us right now is like, the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> so let's run down the different ways that you can watch along with us. Uh, Batman the Animated Series is available on DVD. It's on Blu-ray. It's on the DC streaming service that nobody has. Yeah. And it's not included in Amazon Prime, but you can buy seasons for streaming through Amazon still, which is how I've been watching it. Oh, there's always Victorian. What? <laughs> I didn't say anything. Uh <laughs> <laughs> you hey, heard nothing hey warner brothers if you want me to shill your shit sponsor the show yeah come on man otherwise guess what <laughs> <laughs> and we're not above shilling we oh, oh trust me uh, i yeah. will shill the shit out of some shit but i will always come <laughs> up front with that <laughs> also fcc regulations require you to come up front with that yeah exactly. it's just a lot of podcasters don't really care yeah collider <laughs> what the fuck man yeah come on <laughs> you're gonna shill be up front about it but but yeah, uh, let's uh, let's be upfront with some science right about let's now. Let's do it. So, lab coats on. Lab coats on. Pantses. Pantses. Both of them. I'm gonna say pantses from now on. Even do it. It's not correct. Always. I like it. Pantses off. It's correct for this show. <laughs> so we've got. I'm just gonna read out our top ten from now on because this is starting to get a lengthy. You're gonna run out of breath after yeah. after about a month more of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our current top ten is. Two-Face, Heart of Ice, Pretty Poison, The Forgotten, The Last Laugh, Nothing to Fear, On Leather Wings, Christmas with the Joker, POV, and Be a Clown. Let's see if this can rank in the top ten. Come here, random number generator. Is this better or worse than number 13? I've got Batman in my basement. It's... So we've got... Why did it do that? (laughs) We've got our two... That's why we do it random, so that we can get dumb stuff like this. All right, well... So we've got our two Batman Returns villains facing (laughs) off. Penguin versus Catwoman. How are you going to call it? I'm going to go with Cat in the Claw. Yeah, Cat in the Claw. Uh, I can't foresee that Penguin leaving that bottom spot anytime soon. It is widely considered the worst episode. (laughs) There are one or two others in the back of my head that I'm like, those might give it a run for its money for the bottom spot. But even thinking back to those, like, were they that bad? Um, well, we'll get there when we get there. But. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. All right. Moving right along. Is this better or worse than number nine, POV? I'm going to say better. better. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go better. Yeah. If You know what? Maybe if they'd broken POV out into a two-parter and tweaked some things, they might have been able to... Although even then... This has some some cool, fun character stuff that POV... POV <laughs> was always more in love with its own gimmick than it was in any kind of... Well, on the other hand, I say that, but what you were describing as the cut stuff was character stuff. Yeah. So. Uh, if, could you imagine them trying to fit it all into one, this can the claw? So. Yeah, it would have been terrible. That said, this, yeah, this clearly edges out POV. So let's narrow this down some more. Is this better or worse than number three, Pretty Poison? I'm going to go better. Pretty Poison had some strong stuff, but it's it sort of fell apart in the third act. And this, this sort of similarly fell apart in the third... I mean, fell apart is, is putting it maybe a little too strongly. The third act wasn't as strong as what led up to it. It just became a G.I. Joe episode, but it's a perfectly solid G.I. Joe episode. Yeah, I... Because uh, 
Pretty Poison had had that first helicopter. That's what I'm thinking of. That like, was such an amazing action sequence. But Rick, this one did have more. Uh, I don't know if this one has has just one sequence that I would put up one to one against that sequence in Pretty Poison. Right. But this has a lot of good action set pieces. Yeah, it did have a lot of action, and it had. I will take Catwoman over Poison yeah, Ivy. She was definitely better. You know what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you uh, when you when you explained it using science. Yep, that's what we're here for. You were able to convince me of the uh, results. So, <laughs> kudos to you and your lab coat. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I think we're one-on-one now for, I, you might have, I mean, it's not a freaking contest, but I can remember once or twice when I was like, ah, I don't know, and you talked me around. I'm glad we have this, like, back and forth thing where... I was holding my beaker, and I was pouring it into another beaker, and as I was pouring it, I was like, yep, this yep. beaker is more full than this beaker. So yeah. yes, we're, yeah, we're not here. <laughs> this isn't about ego. This isn't about proving a point. This is about respecting the science. Exactly. We, That's we, why you're listening for yeah. our scientific research. Exactly. Uh, you can hit us up, uh, you know, hashtag bat rankings on, uh, on Twitter. And if you have a wrong opinion that you would like <laughs> to have corrected with science, I mean, we're always here. Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> but in the meantime, is this better or worse than number one, Two-Face. Ooh, no. No. Two-Face is still number one. Yeah. It's... I was about to say not even close. I mean, it's maybe a little close, but there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. Two-Face is got the the film noir uh, retro appeal that when I think of Batman, I think of the Art Deco. I think of... Two-Face is it, man. Uh, I mean, it may get knocked down later on, but Two-Face... this. Yeah, no. And that oh that sexy TMS animation in part one is right. so good and all in service of character. Yeah. Like this episode, uh Cat in the Claw, has some good animation, maybe not quite TMS level, but it's got some really impressive set pieces. Yeah, that's scrolling at the beginning. Yeah. When she's climbing that building. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, the chase sequences are all really good, really well done, all right. the highway stuff. That is that's not easy stuff to do without computers. Yeah. So credit where credit is due, but that part one of Two Face is just as, if not more, technically impressive and all in service of character, yeah. which I will I will always take technical brilliance in service of character and story over in service of an action set piece. Yeah. So, final decision. Is this better or worse than number two, Heart of Ice? And this is a tough decision. I'm going to go Heart of Ice is still better. <sighs> I'm, see, I'm, I'm feeling giving the edge to, to Cat in the Claw. Oh, no. And it is a close thing. Knife fight. Knife fight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Before... We resort to a knife fight. And thank you for giving me another opportunity to, to, to put that drop in there. I had a feeling you'd put it in. That too. is one of my favorite audio drops. I have so much fun editing this show. I am the one who, who edits the show, by the way, and puts in all the audio drops. Speaking of which, I put in lots of obscure shit in those audio drops. I'm just pushing off the moment when we have to make a decision here as long as I can. But if if you catch an obscure reference that I make through these audio drops, please do hit me up <laughs> at HBI2K on Twitter. Use hashtag bat rankings. I want to know if anybody is catching these obscure references that I'm putting in I here. I only caught that Voltron one because you sent it to me <laughs> through a text. Yeah. I would have never have known that Voltron one we did a couple of weeks back. And, and I, I was not, I didn't know that song until I just Googled I'll form the head. I was just looking for the audio <laughs> drop from Voltron. And I'll form the head. And I found that song. I'm like, holy crap. Well, this is what I'm using. Yep. And I own a couple of MC Frontalot albums and just not that one, I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. Scientifically, Heart of Ice versus Cat in the Claw. And this is, this is tough because it is one episode versus a two-part. Yeah. That said. Is, is it the length of the episode that because there's so much in Cat in the Claw? There, there is, it but is, it, 
most of it holds up on, like I say, it is smart writing. It holds up even when you examine it. And Heart of Ice has some good, has some fun character stuff, but the plot, the more you examine it, makes no goddamn sense. So there's, um, there's that. I like the simplicity of Heart of Ice because it's essentially a revenge story. True. And maybe it's overly simplified, but it, it it's easier to explain, at least when um, we were rewatching it. It was like, oh, well, A to Z. Here it is. For Cat and the Claw, it felt like we were just kind of, okay, this and this and this and this. Maybe I enjoyed it more because it was overly simplified. Yeah. It's, and I mean, when it comes to villains, because that's part of the reason why Heart of Ice did not quite, it's still a very strong episode. It's, it's sitting at number two for a reason, but it is, people hold it in very high esteem. And on rewatch, certain things stuck out to me, like the fact that the villain, Ferris Boyle, is just a paper thin character. He's a cart. He's a cartoon in this cartoon show. <laughs> Dumb criticism, we get I know. It, you dicks. But, <laughs> but yeah, he's just a monster for no reason with no redeeming qualities. Now, granted, Red Claw is is no better. Yeah. Uh... But Catwoman is such a cool character that and her her story and her motivation is not tied personally with Red Claw in that same way. So I feel like Mr. Freeze's personal character arc suffers because his villain is just lame. I don't think Catwoman's arc suffers in that same way, even though her villain is just as lame. Shoot. Um, well, also, okay, animation-wise, I do think the first part is better than the second part in terms of animation Yeah, for Cat and Claw. Yeah, not dramatically, but noticeably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd agree with that. Um, what Heart of Ice does have going for it, and I think what carries the episode kind the of kicking and streaming. I think it's yeah. the performance, Mr. Yeah. Freeze. Mr. Freeze's performance. Yeah. He takes dialogue that should be terrible right. and sells it. And that is really strong. It would move me to tears if I still had tears to shed. I just don't think it quite stacks up against everything that Cat and the Claw is bringing to the table. There's a lot in that table. Ah, man. All right, I'm going to put the knife away. I'm going to put it away. I think the performance is what I love from Heart of Ice. And I do enjoy it. It is a revenge story. However, yeah. Yeah, Ken McClaw has a more interesting, I guess, setup and payoff. We're introduced to Catwoman, which is an incredible character in this. Yeah, it's, it is a close thing, but... And, and I am always a sucker for... Like, this is... It is an intricate plot, but not so interested that, intricate that it just climbs up its own ass. Right. It strikes a really good balance, especially for for a children's TV show. It works. It's not it's not a Christopher Nolan movie where a child would watch this and just be lost and bored <laughs> cuz it's yeah, it works on enough levels for the kids. It gives you big dumb action set and not yeah. even dumb, big good action set yeah. pieces. This is Die Hard meets G.I. Joe uh, meets... The Rocketeer, yeah. uh, Indiana Jones. With uh, a half-decent little love story in there. I mean, not not even love story because, I mean, they use the word love, but it's, it's an infatuation is what it is. Right. And I like that... That, that is how it's portrayed. Like they're they're using the big L word, but let's get real. These are two very attractive people in skin tight costumes. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna wanna bone down. <laughs> That's just hormones, man. <laughs> I will always say that that performance is still a home run for for Mr. Freeze. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but speaking I, of performances, we have not even 
mentioned Catwoman's voice actress, uh, Adrian Barbeau. Adrian Barbeau. Yeah. yeah, she's she's does a yeah. It's a it's a little understated compared to either you know Mister Freeze's poetic soliloquies or. Kate Mulgrew hamming it up as her vaguely Eastern European terrorist <laughs> yes. leader. Think, darling, think. There must be something really rotten we can do today. All right. Congratulations. The Cat and the Claw coming in at number two. I think that was the biggest... Whew. Yeah, and this is after... I'm sweaty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. Well, let's see what we've got coming up next week. Next week, we have episode 17 in production order, See No Evil. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I've been... Wait, wait. Are you... Okay. okay. I think I'll I'm going to... I'll shut up. Well, I think I'm going to... I've been thinking about this. I think I'm going to stop reading because a lot of these plot synopses get really detailed. Like, there's a whole damn paragraph here. I think it might be more fun just to share what we remember of it. And then be surprised next week. Okay. So, Kenny, what do you remember of this episode? Now, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. Is this the one with the Invisible Man? Yes. Okay, then yes. I love this episode. Yeah, this is one we were speaking of before the show. Before we were recording, we were speaking of episodes that we would see again and again. This episode, for whatever reason, they re-ran this yeah. so many times. It was like, felt like a coin flip anytime I turned on Batman, whether it would be this or literally any other episode. Right. But I never got tired of it. I always enjoy uh, kind of, did you ever see the movie Hollow Man? Yes. It's not a great movie, but I love that special effect where mm-hmm. you make somebody look invisible. So that's why I like this episode so yeah. much. They play with that gimmick a lot. So I do remember uh, this one's, I liked it. I yeah. liked it a lot. I remember this one being a personal favorite. So we will see if it holds up to my recollections. Because I remember that. I remember a whole story with the villain and his daughter. That's another thing. He's got. He's a villain, but with intentions. He's not just bad to be bad. Yeah. There's a reasoning behind what he's doing, uh, which is something I love about Batman villains. Man, they they do. They're not just cookie cutter. Except for Ferris Boyle. <laughs> there are a few yeah, cookie cutter villains, but the good ones are not. Yeah, there, there are definitely like that is what makes Batman stand out from any number of other cartoon shows from back in the 90s. Right. Is that, yeah, they would mix in some <laughs> some light, fluffy, silly episodes with with, you know, cookie cutter villains. You know, you're. Your man bat who just wants to be a bat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why does he want to be a bat? <laughs> I love that animation. Like bats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Joanna. <laughs> yeah, she, you did very good. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, that was amazing great. Amazing work. Yeah. For for those who may not have seen it, have seen it. I can't imagine who, because <laughs> I can see the statistics for who's listening to this show. But if you haven't seen it. At HBI2K on Twitter, I commissioned uh, uh, Joanna Zodiac Eclipse to make a couple of short animatic promos for our podcast. And yeah, knocked it out of the park both times. Yeah. Thanks, Joanna. Thanks for drawing me slim, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) You're very nice. (laughs) All right. Well, I had a blast this week. Did you have fun, Kenny? This was intense. All right. I'm seriously like out of breath. I'm tired. This one was a rough one. Yeah, this this was, geez, going plot beat by plot beat. And we breezed through a couple of plot points that we could have gone even more in depth on. Yeah. But, Kenny, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at TV on YouTube, also Facebook and Instagram. And you can find me at HBI2K on Twitter. Use that hashtag BatRankings. Also, twitch.tv slash Ben Creighton. And you can always find us at anchor.fm slash BatRankings. You can click on any of the... I think we're on another podcatcher now. Oh. Anchor just keeps on adding them. Thanks, Anchor. Hey. Uh, but if you are listening... Oh, I forgot to mention. Kenny, did you realize we killed iTunes? What? Yeah. So it'll be like a month ago by the time this episode comes out. But... We were we were bragging on the Two Face episode. We're on iTunes now. Hey, we made it, buddy. <laughs> Apple is shutting down iTunes. Mere weeks after we got. Oh. No. <laughs> Actually, what they're doing is splitting splitting iTunes, which used to be their TV shows, podcasts, music, all one stop shop. They're splitting yeah. that into separate apps. Oh, I was like, 
Are they erasing everything yeah. that we've bought? <laughs> no. Those goddamn monsters. <laughs> okay, all right. That but looks... I, yeah, I can't say anymore. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, as okay. it's now called. All right, all but right. We're at 10 reviews, still all five stars. Hey, so, hey, hey keep you. that perfect record going. Nice. He says, not tempting fate in the slightest. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you, everybody, who's left us a good review. Thank you, everybody, who's hit that support button and pledged one, five, or ten bucks a month because I drive down here. Uh, gas ain't cheap. Uh, I bought these microphones. Help support the show. We appreciate it. I had fun. Let's do it again next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.